my name is Megan Smalley and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. I'm here today with Scott Pollan, who is the founder of Emergency Materials Services. His company provides trading and labor services and is mostly focused on ferrous metals. His business supplies metal scrap to the Chicago area recyclers. He's also director of recycling services at the Zayner Group in Chicago, which is a precious metals trading firm. So thanks for coming on the show today, Scott. How are things going? Hi, Megan. It's nice to be online with you today. So how did you get your start in the recycling industry? Like, what were you doing before coming to terms with that? My family has been in the recycling industry for the better part of three generations. I was learning about metals before I knew it would be a staple in my career. My passion is mining geology and resource exploration. That transitioned into the recycling field because I was all over the planet, in and out of underground mines, surface coal mines, oil fields, gravel pits, etc. And my affiliation with the Society of the Economic Geologists allowed me to enter these facilities and really start to see what are the nuts and bolts of a metals-based business. I entered the recycling field when I sent a letter to Mr. Seacrest at Ascon Metals. He has a background in the oil industry, and that was something we could talk about initially, my geology experience, his experience supplying oil field services. He offered me a training position at ASCON's site location in St. Louis, Missouri, where I was in the melt shop at a special bar quality steel mill. I know inbound raw material handling and the inventory management fundamentals essential for steel production. It is a fascinating style of business. It's exhilarating, and I was instantly hooked. I'm a recycling industry participant because I know I can do something good for the planet. I had started studying geology with the intention of really understanding metals and inorganic chemistry at, at a molecular level, and that helps me every single step of the way into recycling processing and the reproduction of a metal product. I also feel that you know, if I'm situated properly and I can take an educated and strong position on a market, the outcome is some money in my pocket and the pockets of the people that help me, and that's nice too. Got it. Could you talk a little bit about your current role at Zaner Group as well as your role at Emergency Materials Services? At Emergency Materials Services, I run the company. I work directly with our major clients. I also work with the bank, our legal team, our tax advisors, the employees who come in and physically do the sorting projects. At Zaner Group, I'm working on really sophisticated software services, and we're tying recycling participants and refinery participants to the hedging industry via specialized over-the-counter services. And this is getting into the nuts and bolts of the architecture of how to manage the cash flow inside of your business entity. These were things that I found challenging when I started a company. And as I talked to more business owners, it became very apparent that there is a need in the industry for these services. And even more, there is a need for low-fee services because this product does exist. It's usually at a bank 
and they absolutely charge you a, a lot, a very high premium for hedging services. But we have been working to develop lower cost alternatives that still provide the same service. Got it. That's neat that you were able to go in and come up with some kind of solution that was helpful to the industry. So when you're not working for Zaner Group or Emergency Material Services, what do you do for fun outside of the recycling industry? I mountain bike and ski. I love being outdoors. I've been fortunate to have friends who are fantastic athletes, and they push me to be a stronger and more placed athlete. Uh, I hit the slopes with other recyclers at the Isri Rocky Mountain Chapter events. They're also fantastic athletes, and it's just nice to chat on a chairlift with some of your business companions. This year, because of the travel restrictions and health concerns, I have been staying closer to home, tending to my vegetable gardens. What would you say are some challenges that you faced in your career? Well, my career is an evolving journey, as is everyone's. I have been taking on big leadership challenges nobody likes to talk about. I work with my clients and their needs. I work with my employees and their failure to perform, also their successes. Gossip, workplace hazards, regulation and regulatory compliance, labor negotiations and contracting, transportation constraints and logistics, the financial constraints of running my own LLC, open my eyes to cash flow, lending, taxes, licensing, permits, insurance. I talk to a lot of bankers. My accountant is on speed dial, one of three. Their lawyers get involved when money gets involved. There's risk, reward, and the perceived risk, the real risk. The list goes on, and it's just the tip of the iceberg of challenges a business owner faces. And I'm preparing myself to be a leader and a very effective leader of my business and other businesses. So, Scott, I was curious, too. You know, you started emergency material services pretty early in your career, and, you know, not everybody does that. So looking back on that experience, what tips would you offer to anyone who's looking to start a business? What are some, you know, lessons you learned in the process? Well, Megan, I'm still under 30 years old, and the most important professional advice anyone has ever given me, which I've really tried to embody, is to be very organized and to keep immaculate records. Who you were talking to, what are you talking about, what is your correspondence between every single company you work with? Because if you have questions, or if they have questions, you can go back and look at what you did, how you were feeling at that time, what was the attitude, the atmosphere between these two businesses, these two people, having that written record is going to allow you to reflect and grow through the process of reflection. And being young and starting a new business, you have to reflect and you have to grow. Being meticulous, organized, and having records is the foundation of your reflection for growth. Along with that, be patient, wait, watch, listen, 
sometimes I have to sit on my own hands and to keep myself from doing something that might jeopardize my own successes. Being patient is the hardest thing for a young person. Once I learned how to be patient and to listen, that's when people began to share with me their gems, their experiences. And I learned from listening to other people around me. That's, that's been the number two with my success. Listening, being patient. So we've got one and two. Be organized, write everything down. Number two, be patient and listen. Great. Well, thanks for sharing those tips. I think it's helpful for people. Now, looking more broadly, what would you say are a couple of the biggest issues that are impacting the recycling industry right now? The entire recycling industry and other industries are experiencing a labor shortage. The roles that are trying to be filled are for medium to low-skilled laborers at medium to low pay rates. Some companies are really struggling to retain these employees. At current margins, processors can't afford to pay their labor staff more. Arguably, that is the functional backbone of their companies. The leaders will either need to move more material, which has costs, and the material may not be available, or they need to improve their internal processes to reduce fixed expenses. I predict the business leaders of the 21st century will focus on cleaning up their back-of-house architecture, reducing fixed expenses, and incorporating new softwares that repurpose employees from one position to a sales position. If we can turn a fixed expense, non-revenue-producing employee into a revenue-producing employee, one sale, and you are better off than you were otherwise. Got it. And I also was curious, what are some new technologies that you hope to see the scrap industry embrace more? I believe that the integrated hedging software services and Internet of Things will be the recycling industry's arms race. That's what I work on with Zaner Metals in Chicago, Illinois. I feel that every recycling participant needs to learn about the futures industry. Physical trading and digital trading are more interconnected today than they have ever been before. We are all able to make money in rising markets. It's the unanticipated momentum change losses that put a family business underwater. It happens so fast, too. Scary fast. I teach company leaders how to integrate their inventory management software and the contemporary hedging platforms. Ounce for ounce, your material price is protected. The trading fees are different than when our parents were utilizing hedging. Now it's highly competitive, and everyone should be utilizing this technology to stay profitable in downward-moving markets. So quick follow-up on that. Have you seen recyclers using hedging technologies and tools? The trend in the past has been very large companies work with their lending houses through structured products. They may not realize 
that these structured products are wildly lucrative for the bank and not necessarily designed for a recycler. New technology and the emergence of the over-the-counter product suite allows IIBs, inter independent introductory brokers, to service smaller businesses moving smaller volumes in higher precision. A typical futures contract is measured in thousands of units. Now we can hedge in one-ounce increments. At low fees, it makes this a very sought-after service for a small expanding business or a medium-sized business with high-volume turnover on tight margins. Got it. Now, where do you see the industry heading in the next few years? Megan, I am cautiously optimistic for the outlook of the next five years. It is challenging right now. A lot of people in America are really hurting. Everyone is on edge and that fuels market volatility. I think a healthy business could be looking at refinancing any liabilities. They could work to secure funding for a machinery purchase or a land expansion to create new product streams. I'd invest some time into reviewing competitive lines of credit at different lending houses. I'd also be working to integrate hedging into the company architecture. Now is a really good time to situate yourself for a healthier, faster-moving economy. And circling back to what I said before, a well-prepared business can take strong positions and have a quantifiably profitable recovery. You can really measure your success from time before implementation, implementation, and success after. Got it. Now, as a final question, you mentioned getting labor into the industry's challenge you know, what would you say are some ways that the recycling industry can be recruiting more individuals and, you know, what might be successful? I don't actually recruit young professionals. Emergency Material Services focuses on employing ex-national service professionals and rehabilitating first and second offenders. I try to use my company to help people who need help the most. I have found that Someone older than me can see and identify that I want to help. And that level of trust builds our business. You know, they're working with me and I'm working with them. We need to trust each other. And by going after people a little bit older than me, I've really retained some quality help. Folks that really are invested in their success, they're also invested in my success, too. Great. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Scott. Thank you, and I appreciate the time today.